Hi, Aniko. Hi, Yuli. Welcome to the Path Puddles Products Podcast. I'm Yuli. I come from design and I work in product, mostly in strategy. And I'm Aniko. I come from development and I work in product and sometimes team and process development as well. We take these long walks every week and we take a topic and dissect it a little bit. It's a beautiful sunny day, a bit windy, so that might be heard. We have our regular three doggies with us. We are uh, in the forest in the Buddha Hills at a hill called Normafa. Aniko is going to take the lead today, and as in where we're walking. I'm less familiar with these paths. We wanted to address the topic of weather and how can one be an impact-driven and product professional and, and still have a career. And how that actually looks like in, in one's career yes. and in one's career moves. Yes, throughout different stages of our lives. Yes. yes. Okay, let's survive the crowd and the train and then right. we will be right back. <laughs> this is an ad break. We don't have any sponsors yet. <laughs> yes. Okay, we survived the train roads. So I wanted to talk about some choices that I made recently. In a previous episode, I mentioned that I am very much driven by what value I am creating with my work and uh, what impact I can have. And so based on that, it seems a bit counterintuitive that I have decided to go back to being an employee and to go back to being a, a developer, an individual contributor in a, inside a company and to have a work that doesn't really have an effect on product decisions. And I think a, a lot has changed about how I view my work in the last uh, couple of months. And now this seemed like the best idea that I could have. So we, we talked a bit about my, my previous company, where I also decided to join a company as an employee, but with completely different motivations. Then my motivation was to, to actually have an impact on the direction of the company. And for that, uh, it felt like being inside was the, was the right way. And then I climbed the career ladder. I became a team lead and then a head of product in that company. And right now in this company, in this case, my goal is completely different. So I do not plan to climb any kind of career ladder. I do not plan to make my voice heard about strategic decision at all. My goal here is just to have a, have a job have some kind of a safety in my life and invite work on something that's not like outright bad for people and the planet but on the on the good side so i have joined a lot of companies based on what they are working on their mission and how it is aligned with me and what i think is a good direction for the world in general uh, I, this time that was also like a secondary concern. So I'm still not working for the bad guys. <laughs> so what is the job that you are doing now? Uh, I work in e-commerce. So I'm still not dismantling capitalism just yet. 
but what we're selling is like we're selling bikes and e-bike and quality gear so it's not it's not trash fashion it's not immediately trash (laughs) (laughs) it's on the good side can be on the good side of climate change it's the good side of urban mobility and what is your job there i'm a senior software developer and how do you feel about this choice now i think this was the right one this is still just my second week so yeah, at the beginning of this new relation. So far, it's as what I need from a job right now. How do you feel after the first week? I feel good. I feel surprisingly relaxed. This is this is a pretty new feeling for me. I have spent the last years or decades in startups that are just on the brink of making it or not making it. It's a constant. It's a constant limbo, isn't it? Yeah. Emotionally and energy-wise, you put all you have in it and it either will be worth it or not and the chances are that it's tilting towards the not and an organization like that always has a lot of tensions and I, even if i'm not not even realizing it in the day-to-day job now i can feel the difference <laughs> like oh yeah this is how it feels like to not worry about my job my company is the thing that i'm working upon constantly is this the first time in your life that you feel this way about your work well i have tried working at larger multinational companies before safer places before back then those experiments did not work out for me so i was also worried right now that this will be either not stimulating enough or that I might have some other sources of problems that I had before. But turns out if I'm not sitting in an office with 200 people with no ladies room on my floor, <laughs> then but, but I'm sitting in my little flat on the Buddha hills with my dog, then these kinds of jobs can also work for me. And how is your impact-driven self doing on the inside? My impact-driven self knows that this is what my not impact-driven body needs right now. And I also have all my other creative outlets where I can be creative and have my kind of little impact on the world. So, for example... Walking here with you is one of those things. And uh, telling stories around the DND table is another of those things. So I get all my fulfillment that I need from those two things right now. I th- it turns out I don't need my job to provide all of that. It can be an- other things as well. At least after one and a half weeks, that's what I see. We will see. So we have talked about this and... Uh, I know that you are also thinking about your next steps right now. Yes. Did you ever imagine yourself making a choice similar to this? What have you? (laughs) I'm considering. But right now, at this point, I'm really uncertain how to go forward. I feel like a lot of the directions I've taken have resulted in a dead-end street, at least from the impact-driven point of view I consider myself a rather happy energetic optimistic person with a lot of 
energy. And I would say that for some people, I might be something that they call a little too much. <laughs> but anywhere I went, I, I always had these high hopes that we will do something that will change something. It's not anymore from an egoistic perspective of I want my mark on the world. It's rather what I spend my time with. I would hope that I enjoy doing that. And I keep thinking that, okay, how do we really separate joy and impact and money-making? Do we have to separate it? Is this enough to have an impact or do you also need some kind of other form of satisfaction exactly it's, it's interesting because you know as a freelancer you often mention the triangle of time quality and money but i think there might be another triangle or i'm not sure of the shape of it but indeed impact joy level of stress what other things would be put on that? I, I'm pretty sure that somebody has drawn something that we have not seen yet uh, to, to express this kind of a, a model. But coming back to your question, I, I also have a, an idea of possibly just do something instead of do something big and reserve my energies for outside of that realm. But to me, it's still a bit of a stressful thought to think to sit inside of a big organization and just bounce around like a rubber ball depending on how the winds blow inside since i started working in design even though i had no idea before what it was i used to be a very intuitive person i had relied a lot on my intuition and then when i studied these studies and then the work it, it pushed everything into structural thinking so everything is in structure and for me to work in an environment where we aren't following a structure but instead being these rubber balls is actually painful what do you mean by being a rubber ball that instead of we seeing a structure in front of us like hey this is a business strategy that a company has and the way to achieve that with the product is, is the strategy that we would put together. And, is, and in, in order to execute that strategy, these are the steps that we could be taking. And these are the priorities and these are restraints. And then, you know, it's a pretty straightforward domino that you can put out in front of you. And what I mean by that is that's never really what happens. And if I just sit inside there and, again, I just keep complaining. I don't want to do that, but... <laughs> I mean, it's like the structure of of strategy and execution, and not uh, the structure of like the roles and processes of a big organization. I guess my answer is yes. Is that if I sit in there, like you sit in there, and somebody tells me do this, and then I do that for five days, it's almost like hey, walk five steps ahead, and then somebody else comes and say hey, walk five steps backwards, and then somebody comes and says hey, walk five steps ahead again. And in my head, I could be thinking in a way that, great, I get paid for that, if that's what they want. I mean, it's none of my business to criticize that or overwrite that. And I wish I had that in me. I wish I could just feel relaxed about it. Sure, I can walk back and forth, back and forth as, as much as you want. But what I see in it is years are passing by, my hair is turning gray, and I'm going to die, and everybody's going to die. And all we did 
while we were there, eight hours a day is walking back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, instead of finding a way to actually go forward. But you can still go forward in other areas of your life and just generate the money that you need while going back and forth. Yes, you're right. I think maybe it's the time to... If I didn't have to do it eight hours a day and it wouldn't suck out the life of me, sure, I can walk back and forth, back and forth. Why not? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do, actually. So we're out in the forest in the middle of a Wednesday. Yes. It was always a very important thing for me to be in control of my time and to not work eight hours a day. So I'm part-time and flex-time. It needs to be working. So it is possible. I mean, you know, after two weeks, we'll see. <laughs> so, yeah, I can understand this completely, what you're saying. Do we know where we are? But Do you know where we are? Uh, yeah. The famous last sentences. I have a bit of a fear, too, because it's springtime. And it's the time when all the wildlife is active. And there are a lot of... Tiny baby boars. Tiny baby boars and their big, big parent boars along with them. And we are out in the forest with hunting dogs. So so this is this is where we are today, right? You working part-time as a senior developer, but not touching strategy. And I work still as a freelancer, thinking of my next step, whether this is what I want to keep doing. Yes. But how have we got here? And... How has this idea of impact influenced our choices? I have mentioned that previously I made career choices that are closer to being impact different. So I worked a lot in uh, education and programming schools and stuff like that because I felt that Teaching is always a, a great way to increase one's impact exponentially. And if I can create some new people who are affected by my my ideas, then they can also get all their all their own opportunities to create good in the world. And I still to this day think that programming is a great career uh, impact-wise because you have so many choices so many options to choose from to in which industry you want to work or, or in which team or wherever in the in the world remotely so i think that's a great career for impact and my impact was to show that to as many people as i can so your mission in, in this uh, sense was to create impact by creating impact <laughs> yes <Yeah, something laughs> like that <laughs> And creating impact by creating impacting people to create impact. Right. So there was no target at the end of that tunnel. It was more building the tunnels. <laughs> yeah, building the tunnels and the tools for impact. Right. And building tools for other people to have impact is another topic that I come back pretty often as I also worked with uh, cooling companies that whose tools help people to create stuff that give more value. Uh, so, for example, I worked for Ping Pong UX, uh, recently acquired by Hotchar, so they are now called Hotchar Engage, who are uh, 
not sponsoring this episode, <laughs> but are an absolutely amazing tool for testing products. And that's a very important step in any kind of product creation to get feedback on what you're doing and to adjust the path accordingly. And so by working on a tool that makes that easy and a no-brainer for teams, I could have a similar kind of second-hand impact of make, helping other people on their teams create valuable stuff. So I also try to have some direct impact. I also worked at a at an NGO working on a basic income implementation, which I think is a an amazing idea that would solve a lot of problems in our current society. And I could go on about that for pretty long time, but I won't right now. Again, to say something concrete, uh, it was an NGO called OK Turtles, and the basic income implementation that we were working on was called Group Income. And it was an amazing theme, an amazing idea, an amazing product, but uh, turns out that's not enough to create actual impact. But we can talk later about how our previous voices towards impact didn't quite <laughs> turn out as how we imagined that. I just wanted to say that I have tried all these different things before of creating impact. How long, how long did you work for them, for these companies? A year or two for OK Turtles and for a bit more than two years on and off for Think Pong and about the same for Codeberry, which was the uh, last education company that I worked at. And before that, Green Fox, another two, three years. How many years would you say that you've been on the field? On the field? Mm-hmm. 15. 15? Yeah. So that's after school? Do you include school? Well, I did work while I was going to university. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't skip much, but me too. So including that, yeah, I started working before going to university. So I, at first, I got like a vocational degree, and then I got my first job as a web developer, and then I felt that I needed more education, so I went back to get a university degree. That was boring as hell, so I started working like after half a year or so. It's crazy. I, I think about it actually. If I include all my school work as well, it's twenty years. Yeah, twenty years. What about you? What, what have you tried? What choices have you made that were more driven by your need for impact? We talked about it in a previous episode how we became what we became, and I mentioned in that a story that I met somebody when I was in school in Milan who gave me this advice that first I should work for my passion because once I start making money, I will not want to stop, which I can actually argue now. I could argue with him. In the beginning, I was trying to find what area of life I was most passionate about. And in the beginning, I thought it was the environment where, where we live and what we create for ourselves. In the beginning, I was intrigued by how design can influence the way people live in their environment and how can we improve that. So I tried a variety of companies that had this kind of mission. I first worked for a company, an organization actually in Italy, that was trying to improve the quality of public spaces in Milan and the way that they are used I 
worked for an organization that was working for the UN, the environmental program, and we were uh, working on fictional future scenarios for the UN to introduce those as a potential future directive and direction and help companies get there. We've worked on research how to redesign the light switch uh, in order to change how people use energy in their homes oh. and a bunch of conceptual things like that. The organization that works in Milan, their name is Esterni, by the way, which means outside in Italian. That created a lot of good. And they were really exciting things for me as a young designer to work on. I felt like such a tiny little a speck of dust I can be part of something as grand as the globe. And I also had a, a challenge of finding work back then because nobody really knew what service designers would do, right? So that also limited a bit my possibilities. But I was also very passionate about how art is a tool through which we can communicate new ideas and people can experience that. And so I was very drawn to how digital technology can create a bridge between the present and the future. But with all these jobs, while they were wonderful, I could never have savings from them. So eventually, as the guy predicted it back in Milan, I had to change course and find a new strategy for myself. So I started working for a telecommunication company. And back then, let's also say the timeline is important. So it was more than 10 years ago. And there I had to switch my mind from the outcome. It was less so about the outcome. It was more about the impact itself. Um, when I started working for the telecommunication company, on, on one hand, I was very much driven by a selfish approach um, of understanding the technology better, but also having this platform that influenced so many people's daily lives. And then... That was the moment when you and I met, when I joined this employee-owned employee company. And I was very excited about the idea that it's a tribe that creates value together. And by working on interesting projects, we also accumulate capital that we can put into developing even better things around the world and through the form of investment. And then I started freelancing and my choice of impact was to work with leadership and people who have an impact on their organization and by helping them in my mind I was that was how I could create impact and help with their work at their organization so and for all these choices that you made career-wise uh, to have an impact on the world did they actually turn out the way that you imagined? Or were there any sur surprises along the way about how much impact you can actually have and what, what do you actually have to do for that? Oh, it's such a touchy topic. Yes. If I look back, for example, anything that I was working on that was on a tangible level, so for example, changing experiences in the public spaces... And I could see that had this happiness loop, right? 
So we put a lot of effort into it. We saw it functioning. It gave the feedback and then it, we went on. So that was a nice feedback loop of the results of what we did. And especially looking back how Milan is today, I would hope to, to believe that we were part of that movement in the beginning. If I look at the past 15 years, I'm not sure that I've had the impact that I was hoping for. Or actually, talking with the telecommunication company, I'm afraid sometimes I did have that impact, but maybe not in a good way. Really? So if I try to summarize what I've achieved, I feel like it was very incremental, very small, and maybe it was mo mostly influencing others who then influenced others. I don't really have something that I can show up that I started in the beginning and then I finished here and there's this big thing that I put out in the world. And it's really sad for me because I feel that when you are driven by the wish to create value, then you put all your heart in it and it takes a lot of energy and a lot of you to do the work versus what you were describing in the beginning. You don't have to put all of you in it. How about you? How do you feel about the outcomes and how were they, were they different to how you had envisioned them? Yeah, this is a sensitive topic for sure. Yeah, and I want to start by saying that I absolutely love everyone that I have worked with in these companies as people. I had the chance to work with great people and very smart people all over the place. So, This is definitely not about them as people. I second that. <laughs> <laughs> But things never went the way I imagined that it would go. And I ended up not having the impact that I imagined having in basically all of these cases. With the basic income implementation company, again, an amazing group of people, very smart, very dedicated, with great ideas, but something was still lacking from that team. So we couldn't get to a released product during those two years that I have spent there and since then. Oh, and this was not last year? No. And that's something that I would really love to see happening, what they are working on. So this was very frustrating for me. And that's why I had to switch. But ping pong is still a great product and they got required. So that's the good example. So I had a little impact there and that's nice. And uh, about my last gig as head of product, I went there to have a, an impact on company strategy and to create something that's amazing and helps a lot of people. And I got the mandate to work on it. So that was great. The work itself, Like the day-to-day -day work, turns out it was not something that I enjoy doing or am particularly good at. So I am great at seeing, this is the hard part, I can't say just just out of the blue that I'm great at stuff. Just I'm try not, it. I, it's, it's try, it. Gonna try it. <laughs> try it. It's, it's just... All right. So there are some things that I am great at. I'm a great software developer. I'm great at understanding complex systems and translating that to people that also applied for product design so I could see the whole complexity of what we were trying to achieve and 
summarize it and try to make take it into a direction that makes sense. But I'm really not good at sitting at meetings and understanding things that people are not saying. Good point. That's a superpower that you have mentioned in one of the previous episodes that you have. <laughs> and that is crucial for affecting strategy and get, getting through. And that's not something that I'm good at. But I think also we need to make a differentiation between when it's a political silence yeah, and when it's customer or user experience silence. Those are two different things. Yeah. So I'm not good at politics and I'm, my body just can't sit in meetings all day. It can sit in front of a computer. So I can sit in front of a computer all day. I can process information all day, but social interactions, <laughs> that's not, not for me. So if we were to look into a crystal ball, what would we see as the, as the successful, impactful future at our work or not our work? So how would we do this all differently? How could you imagine a future career that has the impact you need and the satisfaction to move you forward? I see multiple tracks that could work. I think one is to stay on a smaller scale and have a connection to the outcome and get this feedback loop. So for instance, if I had a, a street food truck and I could see happy people eating my food that comes from legit sources and produced clean and, I don't know, something that, that you see the outcome and get the feedback on that. Yeah, the immediate feedback of yes. making people happy, like, in your face. Yeah, if it's That's people, cool. yes. That was also why I loved teaching, because they, I'm standing in front of those 20, 30 200 people and I see it in their eyes that they got what I gave them and they are happy with it. That's an amazing feeling. So what holds you back from opening your street food truck? I even have a chef as a husband. Really? Yeah. (laughs) I think what holds me back is the daily routine of one, of just doing one thing. Because of what we were talking about, I love the chance to see more from the world than just one tiny bubble where you operate in. So I can imagine having the food truck, but also doing other things. And uh, coming from the food truck idea, what could make a difference is owning something and being able to envision where that thing is going and putting all what I have into it to put it in that direction. And what I'm saying here is not that I would own something that only I run, but rather have people and enable them to, to do it. So somehow the idea that this is also such a cheesy, shitty thing to say. That's fine. It can be cheesy. I, know. I just feel like one of the frustrating things for me is how operations don't match higher goals. So why do we have higher goals if we don't match those with our steps that we take. So I think if I could bridge that somehow, that would that would bring that satisfaction. And then that leads me to the third scenario, which is the question, where do we step into a process? So third thing is, what is your role in the process? And I find that I love 
the part where I can help a project overcome a difficulty. I'm much better at that than daily maintenance work, which comes back to the food truck, which is why I haven't got myself doing it. You don't want to do the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> My husband could confirm that. How about you? How do you imagine it in the future? I want to come back to what you, what you just said about which point of the process you can enter. Because that's a really interesting point. And uh, there's an interesting allegory or like theory about uh, the different kind of people and teams that you need at different stages of a company's uh, life cycle. So according to this theory, you, you can either be commando, infantry, or police. And like there is commandos to arrive at the... On the forefront of change or crisis. Yeah, or like just parachuting and solving something the quickest way possible and then solving that problem for good. And then there's uh, infantry who comes later, digs the trenches, creates the processes to something that's like a longer term thing. And then there's the police that you need for keeping the order. And uh, I have been in multiple organizations where they were coming from one phase of that to the other. And that's like a, an inflection point for sure. But yeah, we should talk about that deeper in, at, at another time. Yeah. I feel comfortable in the first two roles. Not so much in the last. I think I'm fine with either. It just has to be clear which, which one we are in. And I have no, no, absolutely no confusion about that. That's true. So what's your future vision? It's a really hard question for me at the moment. I think I already mentioned. I'm kind of in a put-on-your-oxygen-mask-first situation where I first have to figure out how I will get back to a functioning state and out of this burnout phase that I have been in and get my health sorted and everything in order and then I can start thinking about impact. But what seems to be working so far is also what I have mentioned is having impact through ideas and to just put some new ideas in people's brains and You are like a virus. <laughs> like a virus. Maybe if I can convince just one person to go out to the forest and have a walk through this podcast episode, then that was enough impact for me for, for a while. I second that. So yeah, I'm here to find balance in this new work where we started from. Share ideas with people and then we'll see. Well... Any other closing thoughts? I just wanted to say thank you for the walk today. We got lost a little bit. Yeah. We lost connection. Yeah, we probably lost some of our recording. Yes. But that's how life goes. Yeah, that's fine. So thank you for walking with us and let us know your thoughts, your experiences, how it has been for you. We would be happy to hear that. Yeah. We have an Instagram account. You can leave comments there or DM us there. It's called path.pathos.products. Oh, that was cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see you next time around. See you. Bye. Bye. Today's episode was recorded in the Buddha Hills. 
It was produced by Aniko Fejes and me, Yuli Mata. Original music by White Hot from freebeats.io. Thank you for listening to us today. If you liked the show, please give us a rating wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, let us know if you have any feedback, any thoughts, comments on the topic. We would love to hear from you. Have a lovely day and we look forward to hear you the next time around. Bye.